MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card are up for grabs exclusively in the SGPN app. Hi, yo, DeGenerios, and welcome to episode 258 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This is dedicated to a couple of um, familiar faces which made their triumphant returns to the SGPN Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord last night. Joel, uh, Professor Joel Meyer from the uh, ga- uh, Hockey Gambling Podcast. Now that college football is over, he's he's back to being a, a MMA casual and, and making winning picks. So he was in there, as was Ryan H., who... Uh, whose real world job has been uh, beating him down and he hasn't been in there to have fun with us recently. So he came back as well. Quite an event to come back to. So this goes out to them and to everyone else, obviously in the discord, get in the discord. If you're not in there already, I'm in there as Jeff chalks Fox, which is the name I go by in on this here podcast as well. Thank you for coming to our Monday episode where we cover non UFC events this week. We're going headed to Poland for KSW, one of the best promotions outside of the UFC always puts on an exciting fight and uh, fights and a, a spectacle. And uh, since uh, I'm not comfortable making picks there, I have to bring in my expert, <laughs> the man who's been on every, every episode of this podcast, the man who is the person we lean on when it comes to regional or non UFC uh, picks. It's the Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland. Hello. Well, you, you made him for, for PFL that time. Um, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And, and, and you did maybe pretty I'll, well. Cause it was maybe that will be my res, uh, resolution for 2023. Is that you're just going to pick all chalk on blindly, uh, yeah, blindly pick regional events. Maybe chalk's the way to go. Maybe that's, maybe that's the, the game we play in, in 2023. If we're looking for one, just like Ken Gumby beat a straight chalk card every week. Yeah. That might be interesting. You're right. It might be <laughs> if, if you picked like, I don't know if you would make money, but uh, I'd be more, if you just picked favorites in the UFC this year, you'd be hitting 68%. And I'm only hitting 65%. So <laughs> I, I think I've done some of the math before and it's, it's never profitable just to maybe. Yeah, of this course year, the though, books so have it. The books have it. If you play it any one way, it's never going to yeah, work. Exactly. There's, yeah, there's no, uh, it's almost as if gambling's not a smart thing to do, but anyhow, <laughs> you uh, take that part out of the podcast. You make sure you edit that out. Um, all right. We're talking about KSW. How, how's this event coming up this week? I think it's pretty fun. Yep. Yeah. I like it. Main yeah. event. Any yeah, anytime you got Maurice Pujanowski in there, like it's it's something to watch. Yes, what an improbable career that man has had. Um, yeah, so it's KSW seventy seven, which is what we'll be talking about. Mamed versus Pudzian is what they are titling it. Uh, is going down Saturday, this Saturday the seventeenth, one p.m. Eastern, uh, from Gliwice, Poland. Do you know G L I W I C E? Do you know how to say that? I don't. And this is going to be one of those times where you, you ask me if you're saying the name right. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not actually going to be able to tell you because these are, a couple of these are really brutal Polish names. And I'm yep. half Polish and I still can't do it. 
there's some very interesting names here. Uh, it's internet pay-per-view uh, off their website. So uh, 10 bouts does it's in, oh, it is in a cage. Sad. I thought those uh, crazy Polish people would, would have an interesting structure that we're putting it in. So uh, 10 fight card, but we are breaking down what five fights uh, we've got two or oh, sorry, not yeah. Two title fights, but they're not in the main event, which is interesting. Because the main event's Poots. Yes, the main event <laughs> is a super, super fight. Yes. Um, all right. Let's jump into this, shall we? Let me get to my page with all our info. Here we are. KSW. We're going to start off with a, a prelim fight, or is it just laid lower down? No, it's, it's a main card fight. Andres Grizz, Grizzbeck? Grizzybeck? <laughs> Grizzalbeck? G-R-Z-E-B-Grebeck. Is it Grebeck? Okay. Grebeck versus Emil Weber Meek. I know how to say that because he was in the UFC. Um, this is at Welcher Weight. I'm going to tell you about Meek first. Valhalla, 10-6 with one no contest. Eight knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. He won no KSW, won that fight via TKO. It's his only win over his last four fights. He went, oh, sorry, five fights. He's won four over his last five. One and three in the UFC included in that run. He was a regional champ. 2011 Pro MMA debut. We have betting lines already, which is good. Plus 130 for that. Grebeck, double champ is his nickname. Uh, he's 18 and 6, 11 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. Two and three in the KSW. He's lost two straight and only won one of his last four. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Hence the double champ name. Uh, Used to fight at middleweight, also hence the double champ name. 2012 was his problem May debut. Two years younger than Meek. A inch height, inch reach on him, minus 175. Yeah, I'm going to go with Grebeck here. I think here's the thing about Emil Weber Meek. When he came to the UFC, I was all in on him. Like, I thought he was the real deal. He had beaten um, Husmal Paharis to get into the UFC. Vicious elbows in the clinch. Yep. Um, and then pretty much what we learned about him is that, first of all, he, he doesn't have great takedown defense. And second of all, if he's not in the clinch, his striking is actually pretty rudimentary looking. Um, and just from what I've seen from Grebeck, despite the fact that he's only won once out of his last four, um, one of them, the, the win was a revenge fight against a, a pretty damn good fighter by the name of Marius Zeromskis. Um, oh, I remember would, him from the Japanese MMA days. Yeah, yeah, like he, he used to, yeah, he used to fight, I think he's Lithuanian, I want to say, but like, yeah. yeah, he used to fight for Bellator, he used to fight for Dream, he used to fight for Strike Force. I actually think he fought Nick Diaz, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did, um, he did. Yeah. But but like in their first fight, um, Grebeck broke his leg, uh, kind of unfortunately at the end of the first round, wound up not being able to go. In the second fight, he just lit him up with kickboxing. It looked so good on the feet. Um, and that's the thing here is why I still like him and not only still like him, but like love this money line price because like Meek is not good from distance and he's going to be fighting a kickboxer who's good from distance. So like you, you can't get real excited about him in an underdog price, even if you know the name, because ultimately I, I think this is an awful matchup for him. Is there ever a fortunate time to break your leg? No, there's never, but like at the end of a I, round when you could have gotten a break and yeah. where, where you're probably the better fighter, uh, that's the worst time. <laughs> Very, there you go. That's the worst time. All right, we're going to move up a couple fights to, but down some weight classes to featherweight. Daniel Rutkowski versus Lom Ali Eskiju. That's how I'm saying it. That's how I'm sticking with that. Uh, 
This one's almost a pick on the board. Let's tell you about Eskiju first. Leon is the nickname. 20, much easier to say. 20 and 5 with one no contest. Nine knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. 2 0 in KSW. It's part of a five fight winning streak. It's not lost since April of 2019. Used to fight at lightweight, multiple regional championships on his mantle. 2011 pro MMA debut. He was also a pro or is a pro grappler. Three years younger than Rukowski, minus 120. Rutkowski Rutik is the nickname 14 to 3 with one no contest, seven knockouts, one submission. Two and one in KSW. He's gone 11 and one over his last 12. He did win his last fight. He also used to fight at lightweight. He's got an inch of reach on Leon, minus 110. Yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, Loma Lee Eskiju. And, and the reason why is what you mentioned there with his grappling, right? Like he comes from a wrestling background. He still does like a lot of grappling contests and stuff like that, but he comes from a wrestling background. And, you know, I think he's very good there. And I also think he's explosive on the feet. One of the things I do worry about a little bit with him um, is he is a little bit more of a stocky guy um, in his, I, I, I don't know if you gave me reach numbers on there. Did you give me reach numbers? On uh, he's got a, he's down an inch of reach. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is I, I think like the stockiness and the fact that he's not got the greatest reach in the whole wide world definitely worries me here. But it not being that bad, now that you tell me it's just an inch, I mean, I think I like him even better. Rakowski right. also does come from a Greco-Roman wrestling background, but it's Greco-Roman, which is a little bit different than the style of wrestling that Eskiju comes with. And we've seen him have trouble with grappling in the past. Um, he, he fought Saladin Parnas. Uh, I think that was for the, the KSW title, if I'm not mistaken, somewhat recently, the featherweight title. And he, he wound up getting rid of a choke. Like Parnas was just too good, too good of a grappler. So I, I think he has trouble with people who can match that grappling or come with more of like a, a double leg style wrestling, like a ski probably is going to. Um, Cause obviously for those of you who don't know, Greco Roman upper body wrestling, clinch takedowns, uh, body locks, things like that. And it just like, it doesn't happen that that takedown style works as well in wrestling. And it also means that he probably doesn't have as good of defense on those double legs as we saw against Parnay. So yeah, I'm going to take a ski here. And I think you're probably going to see him get that wrestling going enough to, uh, to cruise to a win. There you go. Gumby knows how to break down a fight. All right. Ready, win money and booster odds. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same game parlay, WinBet is your home for their with their WinBet. Build your own bet. Let you customize your, the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at WinBet. WinBet is has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet hundred dollars, win hundred dollars. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. We're going to break down a couple of title fights now. Um, third from the top is for the KSW Light Heavyweight Championship. Ibrahim Chuzig. Choose a guy we're Italian now apparently versus Ivan Ursland for like I said for the 205 pound uh, belt tell you about the challenger first Ursland 12 and 1 1 no contest 8 knockouts 
one submission, three and one KSW. He's won three straight fights. Twitch is taller than the champ, plus 200. Tuzigayov, 16 and five, eight knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted twice. One known KSW, that was for the championship, which he won. He's won seven straight fights. He's not lost since April of 2017. Used to fight at middleweight. 2012 was his pro May debut. Minus 275 for the champ to retain. Yeah, there's a real obvious reason why this is here. And it's, I know we don't like MMA math. I know MMA math isn't a thing that we fall back on. But here's the thing. Chuzagayev came out in his last fight and he fought Tomas Narkin, who was yep. a guy who I had a lot of faith in. In fact, I even picked Narkin to win that fight. We did a show on it. And, and I was like, I think he can handle him. Narkin, who is a really good grappler, got out grappled by Chuzagayev. Uh, and, and he got out grappled bad. It was a very one-sided decision. Uh, Chuzagayev took the took the belt off of him, uh, and, and ultimately now is the light heavyweight champion. Urslan, not all that long ago, you you noticed the one loss on his record. That's from being out grappled by and submitted by Tomas Narkin. So, you know, like he's a good kickboxer from what I've seen of him. It, I, like I think he might even have a mild advantage on the feet. But like at the end of the day, if you got out grappled by Narkin and Narkin can't can't get anything going against Chizgayev, like you got to lean on Chizgayev, right? Like he's just going to grapple his way to a pretty easy victory here, which is why I think you see him as like a massive, like damn near three to one favorite. Yep. Gumby with the boring pick so far. All chalk. <laughs> uh, one of them's kind of a pick em, but it's yeah, Eskiju is, is kind of a pick em, right? Yeah. Kind of uh, very close. All right. Comey event is for the KSW Bantamweight Championship. Sebastian, <laughs> how do you say this name? Prizzy Biz. <laughs> Prizzy Biz. Prizzy Biz. Prizzy Biz. Prizzy Biz. Question mark versus Jacob Wicklax. I'm not very good at uh, Polish w- names. W- I realize. Wicklax. Wicklax. Santa Wicklax. Um, <laughs> for Bantamweight, as I said. Uh, I think it's Jakob too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, oh, it's true. Yes, yes. Jakob Wiklaz Masa is the nickname. He is our challenger here in this fight. He's 13-3-1 with nine submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once, so he's been finishing every loss. 3-1 KSW. He's also won three straight fights. He's fight at flyweight. Three years younger than... How do we say the champ's name again? Prezibez? Prezibez. Prezibez. Two inches of reach on him, plus 180. Prezibez. Sebek. Or Sebich is the nickname. Ten and two, four knockouts, four submissions, seven and one in KSW, and is the champion. He's successfully defended the title twice already. This will be number three that he's going for. He's won six straight fights. He's not lost since December of 2018. Minus 250. I'm gonna go with the dog here. There we go. Uh, yeah, There's our dog. I'm gonna take Wicklaz in. I'm gonna take it mostly on the premise that, like, I think as long as he gets the grappling going, he can win this fight. Like, so just so you guys know, this is a trilogy fight. They've actually fought three times or twice. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Um. So in the first one, which was like ages ago, uh, Wicklaz, like out, mostly out grappled for Zivich and, and kind of dominated him, but didn't get the finish, which is kind of weird for him because Wicklaz finishes a lot of fights. But for Zivich came back in the second fight and it was a little bit of a back and forth first and second but then like really poured on the striking in the third. I think he knocked him out with a body shot, if I'm not mistaken, um, to close that fight. So like Przybej, clearly the better striker. Wicklaz, clearly the better grappler. Um, And I think the reason we're seeing the odds where they are is because the more recent of the two 
win to the striker, but I don't think he dominated that fight all that much. And if you look at like finishing ability, not that Prazibesh can't finish again on the feet, but like Wicklaz finishes people with his submissions and Prazibesh has been going to the ground more often lately and, and kind of looking for his own submissions. I have a weird feeling that he's going to like fall in love with that, which is I think a mistake. And even if he doesn't, I think there's a chance Wicklaz takes him there too. So I'm going to go with, you know, in a classic striker versus grappler matchup, you know, I'm always going to favor the grappler. Give me Wicklaz. Yep. Santa Wicklaz is the pick. And we go to our main event, a bit of a super fight, if you will. At heavyweight, Maris Pudzinowski versus Mohamed Khaledov. Um, like I said, this is going to be at heavyweight. Tell you about Pudzinowski, Pudzin or Pudzilla. 17-7 with one no contest, 12 knockouts. Three, he's been knocked out three times, submitted four times, so he's been finishing all of his losses. 17-6 with one no contest in KSW. All of his fights except one were in KSW. He's won five straight fights, all via knockout or TKO. He's not lost since March of 2019. 2009 was a pro MMA debut. He is a strongman champion. That's an understatement. <laughs> uh, look at his Reddit, uh, not his Reddit, excuse me, his Wikipedia page. He's won everything underneath the sun multiple times in strongman um really improbable career uh he started out as a freak show and he's actually still hanging in there and doing quite well um in mma uh he's got inch of height two inches of reach on kaladov plus 120 115 excuse me kaladov cannibal is the nickname 35 8 and 2 15 knockouts 16 submissions so he is a finisher he's been knocked out twice submitted three times 19-4 and 2 in KSW. He's only won one of his last five fights. He did get knocked out in his last fight. That was back last December, so he's been out for about a year. He used to be the champ at 185 and 205. Um, usually he does not fight at heavyweight. This could be the first time, for all I know. Uh, 2004 was his pro main debut. Three years younger than the Pudzilla, minus 143. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever fought at heavyweight before. I know he's fought some, some light heavyweight, some like 205 kind of deals. Um, you know, he, he recently fought for the, the 185 title. Um, yeah, this, this I, I mean, maybe I'm over or underthinking this and, and not overthinking this, but maybe I'm underthinking this. I'm gonna go with Pootsy, and I can't believe he's an underdog. Um, yeah. because while while Kalidov is fighting good dudes, right? Like he fought Roberto Soldic and he fought Scott Askham and he fought Thomas Narkin, who we talked about it before, and they're all really good. He is one in four in his last five. And that is, got knocked out his last fight. And got knocked out. Coming off of a knockout. And again, sold the kids hard. But like that was down to 85. Now you're telling me he's going to go up 80 pounds. And like he's going to fight a guy up 80 pounds. And despite the fact that, like you said, Putin started his career by being a freak show, right? Like that's that's how yeah. he came over. And that's why KSW signed him. And KSW's got a history of being like, hey, let's throw some freak show fights together. He's not a freak show anymore. He's really good. Um, yep. He's a good fighter. Uh, and he's going to have a massive size advantage here. Now, do, do I worry a little bit he could tire? Sure. But like, I don't think I worry he could tire so badly that like, I don't pick him to win here. He hasn't lost in like, three years or four years at this point and he's knocked like he he knocked out michael materla recently and like i, I give him an equal shot here to knock out kawada so yeah give me we'll end this card on dog dog all right so he's got pudzinowski as a dog he's got wick santa wicklaws 
as a dog. He has got Chuzagayev as a favorite. He's got Skiju, slight favorite. Grisbik, uh, a bit bigger favorite, minus 175. So that is the picks for KSW. Should be a fun event once again. Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Get in the Discord, I'm sure. The hardcores will be in there talking about it. Um, as I said off the no, as yesterday's podcast, um, I said Gumby killed it with Bellator because he loves Bellator so much. Bellator <laughs> 289 went down on the weekend uh, this past weekend. Gumby went four and one, including plus 160, plus 125 hits. You want to do a little recap on how amazing you did with that? Yeah. So first of all, and I said it on the show, the the Ralphie on Stotts uh, money line, I, dude. I can't believe that money line was where it was. Um, Danny Sabatello, way more one-dimensional than him. And that one dimension isn't even as good as the Ralph Unstott's uh, version of it. So, yeah, uh, easy money. It was fun to watch Danny Sabatello go all Colby Covington and sprint out of the cage, too. I don't usually watch Bellator, but that was worth it alone. Uh, Liz Carmouche made me look like a damn – she made me look like a damn genius, man. Wow. She beat she beat Juliana Velazquez for the second time, stopped her both times, uh, mounted – like triangle armbar thing. Uh, it was weird, but I'll take it. Um, Patchy Mix choked out uh, Magomed Magomedov. Cold in vicious manner. I had that one too. Um, and then I rounded out a perfect main card with Dalton Rosta over Anthony Adams. So yeah, I went four for four on that main card. Also, did you know, so did you see the Patchy Mix tap out Magomed Magomedov? Yeah. So first of all, brutal, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you also yeah. know who who Patchy Mix's girlfriend is? Patchy? I was just gonna say that to you. <laughs> I said, "Is that Tatiana Suarez?" So I had to do some internet sleuthing, and it sure is Tatiana yeah. Suarez. I guess we're never gonna see her again in MMA. I heard there, there's a comeback in the works for her in like February or March. Oh, that would be nice. Uh, yeah, You've heard nice, it before though. So yeah, nice MMA power couple right there. No uh, kidding. Wouldn't wouldn't want to get in a grappling match with that couple. No. Um, that, that's amazing. So the only uh, pick I did miss that we broke down was uh, Cody Law lost to Chris Lesioni. Uh, weird fight and uh, pair of 30-27s and then a 28-29 the other way. I think Lencioni did win because like he did more off the bottom. Uh, it, it was one of those fights that like you could give it to the guy who's got the position, but he's not really doing anything with it. And he's defending more than he's attacking. So uh, that was pretty upsetting to watch. Uh, but what wasn't upsetting to watch is I told you to put your pizza money on Cass Bell in oh, the yeah, opener. Oh, that's right. Plus 350. And it actually, if you waited, it ballooned all the way up to plus 450. Uh, but I, I won't take credit for the last 100. I told you at 350 it was playable. Uh, and Caspell came through. He beat Jared Scoggins, whose number was completely inflated because he has a famous older brother. Um, and he got beat by split decision. I also told you to fade Denise Kilholtz, who is not a grappler. She's a kickboxer. And yep. she has trouble with grapplers. And there's Iliara Joanne, who uh, just outgrappled her, too. That, I think that one was plus 145 come fight time. So uh, not only did we get some really good results on the main card, one, one slip up on the prelims, but uh, a couple of like bonus picks I threw there at the end of the episode that hopefully some people were tailing. I, I know I had one or two people tell me that they tailed the Caspell one. So I hope you guys, uh, like me, had a Caspell pizza party. Yes, <laughs> Caspell pizza party definitely, definitely came through. Um, now you didn't on the podcast, but on uh on our website, which you obviously always check out sports gambling podcast down.com. You made picks for LFA. How I didn't 
hear or see how those went? Um, not great. Okay. Uh, well, maybe we should you know, just. <laughs> I, no, I'll, I'll touch upon them quickly because one of them is actually a super interesting. Uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, I went, was it two and three or three and two? There was a cancellation. Might have been one and three with a cancellation. Um, I'm missing what fight I broke down there. I had Richie Miranda right. I missed the Jeffrey Craig one. Oh, then I had, I think I just did three picks and it was, I went one and three. Um, but the real interesting one is I had Alfonso Leva uh, in the main event who is supposed to be this like bright welterweight prospect, six and oh, out of Mexico. You know, I got a good wrestling background that he comes from. He's out of the interim gym, which is where uh, Brandon Moreno originally came from. And he fought Chris Brown, who's kind of like, I don't want to call him a journeyman yet because he's only 33, but he's kind of got like a journeyman feel to him. Uh, you know, like lost to Ignacio Bahamundes back in the day and Thomas Gifford, who you'll remember, took that savage beat down when he came to the UFC. So he's like lost to UFC level guys. They gave him a chance on that PFL Challenger series. He lost a split decision there to uh, Carlos Leal, who is the one who um, who wound up play- fighting Sadabu Sai in the finals, in the finals, semifinals. You fight him in the semifinals of the finals. Um, I can't remember. I just remember him fighting <laughs> Sadabu Sai. Whatever. So like Chris Brown had like a rough run in back-to-back fights in KSW. They've given him two highly touted prospects in Harold Tolzunzik and Alfonso Leva, and he's now beaten both of them back-to-back fights. So like maybe he's figuring it out. I also think I faded him way back in the day. We broke down a fight with. Him and uh, Steven, the average Jones. Um, and I think I took, <laughs> yeah, average. which is, it's great. Uh, and I think I took the average Jones in that one because he's like way bigger. And Brown spoiled that one too. So like he's turned into like this kind of like interesting spoiler um, that like maybe we need to keep an eye on. So that that's kind of, uh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, not as great of a night with LFA, but uh, Bellator more than made up for it. There you go. Um that will make up uh, end our episode because we are coming right back to you on Wednesday and Thursday with our UFC breakdowns, UFC fight night, Cannoneer versus Strickland. We got the prelims Wednesday, the main card on Thursday for you to wrap up the UFC calendar for 2022. But we're not going anywhere. Don't worry. We'll always be an annoyance in your in your ear holes. Uh, winning money for you, that kind of annoyance, the best kind of annoyance. Um, all right. We told you about the Discord. Obviously, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord is the place to be. SGPN MMA, Jeff Fox writer, Gumby Vreeland. They're all the, the handles on Twitter. I told you about our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You can read my MMA stuff at moneymma.substack.com. And Gumby's got the Top Turtle MMA podcast, which we'll be dropping later this week, and we'll we'll talk about it then. Um, anything else to say, Gumby, or you just want to uh, bid everyone farewell now? No, I, I think we got it all. All right, go. All right, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff Leon Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.